Hey guys, hope you're having a great week and you're enjoying the switch up of the day to listen to the podcast. Remember the new day is now Wednesday, so always look for a new drop on Wednesdays and it's going to go back to one episode. If you're tuning in now, I am moving some things around, have a new project in the works. There's a lot going on, so having to create space and be intentional with my time. So I uh, shared on the last episode, but I'll share again for those maybe new tuning in that I am going to one episode a week, which is now Wednesday. So look for the Wednesday drop. And I have so many amazing epic guests coming on epic guests, like epic. They're so good. Um, And then I'm working on a really exciting project that also has to do with the podcast. So I'm excited to share that soon. And I hope everyone is doing well and just keeping their vibes high. I know the world is getting wild, guys. For those that are really awake to it, it's really wild. And I'm sending all my love and light and strength to all of you. We are all here for it. And we are all, you know, just in it and here for each other. So please know that. I know if you ever need anything, you can reach out to me on my social media at Alivine Design or the email, which is in the podcast show notes. So today's episode is so much fun. It's a little bit, um, (laughs) what would I say? Um, Not correct, Um, you know, politically correct, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. Um, I find her hilarious. I find her incredible. I love that she speaks truth. I love that she doesn't care about being quote unquote canceled. We talk all things kind of canceling and some really fun subjects. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I have the fabulous Taylor from Cancel Me Baby. So let me know what you think. As always, please make sure you're subscribed wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast, everything with Allie Levine. Take a screenshot, post it on social media, tag Allie Levine Design, tag everything with Allie Levine. We will reshare it and share the love and it means so much. Please, if you haven't already, leave a five-star review. The reviews have been so heartwarming, seriously. I've been reading them every few episodes and they just make me feel so good and lift it up inside. So thank you for them, truly. Um, And they also really help the show and other people finding the show. So thank you. So please, I'm still at my goal of 500 in the next couple months and we're so close. So I would love for you to leave a review if you haven't already. And uh, that's about it, guys. So hope you have a great rest of your week. Stay healthy, stay sane, stay happy, and sending you all so much love. Here is Taylor. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. You guys, OMG. I know I always get excited about my guests. You guys are like so sick of me saying, I have such an amazing guest. But seriously, 
today. I am like so excited. I adore this woman. I found her recently on social through my very good friend, Chris Medina, who is just beyond fabulous. One of my closest friends for a very long time. He was on her show, Cancel Me Baby. And let me tell you, this woman is anything but cancelable. She is so much fun. She is known as the Celebrity Whisperer by Playboy. Taylor's been written up as someone who revolutionized the red carpet with her revealing selfie stick interviews on her site, Talk to Me Taylor. She's penned provocative op-ed on mainstream platforms like USA Today and HuffPost. And like I said, now hosts the bold podcast known as Cancel Me Baby, where she challenges norms and tackles controversial pop culture issues in an irreverent, politically incorrect way. Taylor, welcome to my show. Hi, Allie Levine. Are you ready to get canceled today? Oh, girl, let's bring it. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Thank I'm you for so the thank you for the beautiful. Oh, likewise. I'm so excited to be on and thank you for the beautiful intro. Oh, you're so welcome. Can I just tell you, like I, when I listened to you after, of course, you having Chris on your podcast, which Chris was my neighbor when I used to live in California and we became very close friends and I absolutely love him for his realness and boldness. And I knew I was going to love you just from what I even read about you. And then I went and listened and I was like, oh my God, this girl, I love how she pushes every single button. She's not afraid to be who she is like, yes, more of this, please. So I am so freaking excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much. I am excited because I know you and I have very parallel experiences in terms of being so immersed in Hollywood and seeing it also from the outside and kind of, you know, departing from that world, so to speak, because we've been in it. We've been in it as in as you can get. Yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah. I want you to like, before we get into that, because I'm, I'm so with you for those that maybe don't know you, which if you don't know her, like go find her, go follow her now. Cause she's amazing. But like Taylor, for those that don't know you, why don't you catch my audience at the speed of like, yeah. you know, how cancel me baby came about a little bit, quick little bit about you on the red carpet, like just a little, you know, bit about you and your career and how you got to where you are now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like Ali said, if you don't follow, get right and get tight. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I started out as a red carpet reporter in Hollywood, but it wasn't cutting it. It wasn't cutting it. I was never somebody who was content with the, what are you wearing questions that tell me about this movie that no over it. So I created my own site called talk to me, Taylor. And what I did was I went out on red carpets with a selfie stick. So very unconventional And it got celebrities to really show for once who they were. They would let their hair down. We would grab each other's boobs. We were just going in at it. But we also would talk about issues that were really provocative that other people would not get them to so openly uh, weigh in on. So obviously every publicist hated you. (laughs) Yes, every every publicist had a straight up voodoo doll of my face and probably had seances in my honor. But you know what? The celebs loved it. And so... (laughs) That's all that mattered. But obviously the pandemic hit and uh, really threw everything into a spin. The entire industry imploded. So I figured, you know what, let's continue these dialogues. And it was really freeing for me because I was always tied to an outlet and what they wanted because I was a freelancer. I worked for Us Weekly, Vulture, Hollywood Reporter, you name it. Uh, So my show was really my way of talking about what I wanted to talk about and and how and bring in all these celebrity up close and personal raw ass stories. So that is cancel me, baby. I really tackle like everything, like you said, in a way people are afraid to. And it's so freeing and it's sexy. It's fun. 
And so, yeah, hop on that train. It's yeah, a good girl. One. I love it. Leaving yeah. the station. <laughs> well, and you know what? I love what you said about like, you know, when everything kind of imploded in the industry, which, it, you know, it did and still obviously is, and people are still figuring things out. I love it instead of you getting stuck, which I think a lot of people did, which like, you know, no shame, right? It was such a weird time, even now, 17 months into this. And I'm like, we're still in this shit. Like it's, it's crazy. And it's crazy that people are still kind of like stuck. And it's like, okay, guys, I'm not to burst your bubble, but we're probably not going to ever go back to what we used to know. We're going to have to start a whole new idea of what, you know, our reality is. And the cool thing about that though, right. Is recreating your reality, which I love that you've been doing day in and day out. And you're like, all right, I'm not going to be stuck to this anymore. going to use this to create my own vehicle, my own outlet and speak to what I actually want to speak to. Cause I was trying to do this out there anyways. And I was basically getting death stares by everybody for doing this. So now I'm going to do it. So like, let's talk a little bit about that. So, you know, you've got cancel me, baby. You really do push every button. You know, you go to every corner, like you said, politically quote unquote, incorrect, you know, what makes you continue to drive towards that? Because I love it, but it's so funny because I think so many people are afraid to do that. Right. Because like the popular, the quote unquote masses, sheep, whatever you want to call people, they, the ones that fall in line, that's, you know, they want to stick to what they're supposed to do and do what they're told. Were you always someone that would break the rules? 100%. I mean, you should have seen the looks I would get on red carpets from even some celebrities. Sometimes they'd be like, what the hell is this? You know me, I didn't have the fancy camera crew and the cubed mic with the fancy E logo. No, it was me going rogue with a selfie stick. And I would always get a little bit of like dread or anxiety sometimes because of that before going on every carpet, but then it always ended up being worth it. And to be honest, Allie, I don't know what it was. It was just something inside me. I always thought I wanted to be like the Ryan Seacrest, Juliana Rancic. I remember my first trip out to LA. I got, this is before Uber people. I got a, ta- <laughs> I got a taxi to the E headquarters and just sat outside and was like, this is my dream. And then sure enough, it just, I, I don't know what it is. It's just something inside me. I just always wanted to get to what was real. It just seemed so plastic and boring and fake to talk about the stuff that they, you know, most outlets still talk about. So yeah, I always went there and I'm proud to continue to, but girl, it is an uphill battle, especially now I get people, I get, I can't tell you how many rejections I get even now from networks, from agents, because people still want you to shut up and be a quiet little girl. And, you know, don't ruffle feathers, like you said, or God forbid, go against the sheep. So it's an uphill battle. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and pretend it's something it's not, but you know what? It's who I am for better or worse. So it's the path I'm meant to be on. Good for you. And good for you really listening to like your intuition and being like, this is what my calling is. This is what I feel in my heart. This is what I'm going to do, regardless if it's popular or not, regardless if I'm being told to shut up, regardless if, you know, it's not quote unquote, you know, status quo and whatever else, because in my opinion, and a lot of people I know have given me shit for this, but it's like the reason we are where we are as a society now is because all we've done is follow status quo. Like mm-hmm. all we do is listen to what people tell us, quote unquote, to do. Whether we question if it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. We're just doing it because that's what we're told to do. And it's like, but maybe that doesn't work for everyone. Like maybe we're not all in the same box. And, and shouldn't that be celebrated mm-hmm. because we're all so different and we're all so, you know, individual. And like that would actually be way more exciting than everyone being 
quote unquote, the same and have this label and that label. And, you know, in my opinion, the more we get into all these ridiculous labels for different people, I'm like, I look at people and I'm like, we're one human race, right? We're all humans. Okay. Well, that's why it's so important to me. I mean, when you ask about the core of it, this is kind of cheesy, admittedly, but I have a tattoo I got in college and it says live free. I don't like being told what to do, what to say. I despise boxes to your point. And that's why, yeah, my show is about pop culture, but I do get into deeper social issues. You know, as you know, I'll talk about gender. I'll talk about money. I'll talk about all kinds of things. And that's what is so important to me is the freedom we have to think for ourselves, to express ourselves. And to, to your point that I don't care if you totally disagree with me. And in fact, I love when I get people who go, you know what, Taylor, I don't always agree with you on your show, but I love that you speak truth. You don't pull punches. And that to me, like, I just love the idea of a vibrant culture where we're bringing different ideas, ideas to the table and can disagree and to debate. How the hell else are we going to ever move forward? Forward. I'm sorry. Do we want to revert back to cavemen? I don't think so. Yeah, so it's amen. always been so important to me. Yeah. No, I love that. I don't think it's cheesy at all because it's, it's, it's like live free. It's like, well, I mean, like going back to history, like our constitution was for us to live free. It was established. So we could do what we need to do and live free. And all of a sudden we're supposed to, you know, wear a mask, get a vaccine, do this, do that to, to function in society. It's like, look, you do you, but then I'm going to do me. You're not going to tell me how to do me. You know, you choose to do that because you feel that's right. Then that's right for you. But if someone chooses it's not right for them, then it's not right for them. When, why did we come to a place now, like you said, where all we do is that we have to listen to what we're told. That's the actual opposite of freedom. And it's, I said to my husband, it's being disguised in our faces as safety and for our health. And it's like, wake up people, anything, if you look back in actual real history, not what they teach you in social studies, real history, you will see anything that was done for our quote unquote health and for, you know, safety was actually done in evil. <laughs> I, I love the example and I'm totally butchering this. Okay. But I'm not a history expert. Girl, neither that is I. not my expertise, <laughs> but I'm going to brush up on it to learn what the frick is going on. <laughs> right. And well, my friend talked about this on his podcast, because he is all about like pushing the envelope as well. But who, who was it? Was it Aristotle who first said that the earth was round? Whoever first said the earth was round and they thought he was crazy. They were like, it's flat. Okay. You'll believe it's flat. And so I think about that all the time. I'm like, I feel like that's where we are now where it's like, you should believe this. Don't you dare push back. And that's it. And it's like, okay, by that logic, we would still be thinking the earth was flat. Okay. Despite Bezos's like cock ship, you know, be, start orbiting. We would, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we have to be able to, to move the ball forward. Yeah. Well, and when do we come to a place where we're centered for everything we think and want to share? That's not within a gang, like quote norm, like what CNN or, you know, MSNBC or whatever tells you is correct. Like, and then we question it, like, since when is that wrong? And also not just wrong, but when have you been censored for it? Literally deplatformed. I mean, the shit we're seeing right now, no, it's like, it's what insanity. <laughs> it's insanity. It's not only, here's the thing. It's not only what people are currently saying, but the audacity to go into someone's Twitter archives and say, they tweeted this so and so many years ago, 
I say this all the time on my show, guys, eventually you're going to find shit on everybody, including Mr. Rogers. I mean, nobody is that perfect. Look at the example with the guy who's hosted Jeopardy, how they just got rid of him because he had comments a couple years ago that were misogynistic, this, that, the other thing. I don't know exactly what was said and I'm not defending it, but people change like, wow, what a mind blowing concept that people can change. And I'll tell you though, Allie, you know, this was a really eye-opening experience for me. So I wrote a USA Today op-ed in June about the whole Chrissy Teigen bullying thing because I had a firsthand experience years, five years ago. I worked at VH1. I was a writer and I called out her bullying. To make a long story short, she had come after me and in a public way. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I've experienced this firsthand. I've experienced her as well. More people I think have experienced her than people realize. No, exactly. And it really jeopardized my, my editors took her side. It was a whole thing. And I walked away from the job out of principle because yet again, don't tell me what to say. And I still stand by what I believe, but cut to now five years later, what I say in the pieces, I still don't want her canceled. Where does that, because again, you can't pick and choose, you know, who to cancel, who to not. I just don't believe we should period. I think people should be able to grow. I bring up the example in my piece of the bachelor, the whole bachelor race thing and that whole, and with the black contestant and the white girl. And I say in the piece, funny enough, after all this, they ended up working out their problems and they're still together. So isn't it, doesn't it make more sense to actually grow through it than cancel each other? And I'll tell you, I had people, regardless of gender, color, left, right, Number one, they were like shocked that that would point of view would be published in a mainstream outlet like USA Today, but they said they were so inspired because they said, wow, the fact that this view of denouncing cancel culture and actually wanting us to move forward was published in this way, I'm so excited. So that really gave me hope because you, you wouldn't believe how many people are over it, you know? Well, I love you for saying that because, well, first off, sorry, you dealt with us, Chrissy. Unfortunately, I know so many people who have dealt with Chrissy and she, what happened with you, Allie? Oh, she was just nasty to me at a red carpet years and years ago. Like it just, you know, just total, like, like you said, bully, nasty. Like I wasn't even, and I wasn't really even like in it. I was just happened to be like involved, like there with people who were in it. And just because I was like, friends with those people. It was just like, just what she does. She targets and she bullies and that's who she is. And I agree with you. You know, it's like, okay, maybe don't cancel, but it's also like, hold yourself accountable. The whole like, woe is me and like playing sympathy and pretending like she's never done anything wrong. It's like, oh no, you just got caught this time. Whereas like, again, like clearly with you, me, so many other people who haven't spoken out that have also dealt with her, you know? And so it's like, yeah, hold the person accountable and have them grow. If they don't grow, you know, maybe different story, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, you know, like it, it just, you know, with the whole canceling period, it's like, when did we come to a place where we're literally like canceling Dr. Seuss and we're canceling, you know, my, my, my husband and I were laughing because my daughter Amelia was reading a Dr. Seuss book yesterday and he's like, oh, oh, cancel it, cancel it. You know, and I'm like, it's just insanity when you start to really think about all the things that have been canceled oh. in the name of, bringing people together in the name of quote unquote justice. And it's like, I love that you said that about, you know, your op-ed and how people were inspired by that. Cause it's like, yeah, people, it's time to wake up and realize like all these labels are only perpetuating the divide. Like it's about coming together and having different voices and opinions and like being celebrated for that shit. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've actually consider myself a libertarian because I'm just like, don't intervene. 
let me do what I want to do. But to your point, that's why I'm so passionate about what I do, because I think it's funny because people think that what they're doing is protecting group, certain groups, right? Yes. Allie's doing air quotes. Exactly. But is that really what's happening? If we're putting people in a corner, we're God forbid, afraid to ask questions, do anything. I did a whole episode on appropriation because Allie, even chefs get a load of this. I love, I'm like a food network geek. I would bone the shit out of Bobby Flay. Yes, I know. <laughs> but chefs have get, gotten canceled and gotten heat for making recipes, guys, making recipes because people say that's appropriation. And this is to your point. What? It's like, I, Ali, I swear to God. And it's like, do we want to celebrate each other or punish each other? What, what is it going to be? It, it's, and the fact that people don't realize this is insane to me. It's like, again, I got so many, so much feedback going. Thank you for being the only writer with this op-ed that has made any sense. And it got, got, it gets me what it's like flattering. Yes. But also all these other writers and journalists, what the hell are they so afraid of? What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? What are you so afraid of? They're afraid to not follow the quote unquote norm. And this is where I feel, you know, I was talking to Chris about this, but I feel like we're really breaking out of this. This is what we're starting to see. This almost like dismantling of all these systems, of all these things that have been told to us for a really long time, whether they've actually really been true or not and breaking them down. And we're literally watching like the unraveling of society as we know it to actually bring it to what you said and actually much more beautiful place where we can celebrate, where we can be in a place where we say, oh, you know what? I don't agree with that, but that's cool. You know what? She's speaking her piece. I'm gonna speak mine. I'm gonna keep it moving versus right now where we're in this place of like, literally, like you said, like making someone feel comfortable, but then canceling someone else because of it and then putting them aside. And it's like, how did we get here? Seriously. Even something I talk about on my show a lot is the whole gender thing, right? Because I've I've written for Playboy, I've pl- posed in Playboy, sexuality and gender. That's a really, I've talked about it with celebrities a ton. It's just always been at the forefront of my work. And, you know, for example, is the whole trans issue. And I talk about this on my show. It's like, do we really want to protect them? Uh, which I think we should, but we're making it now into this thing where you're forcing people who aren't trans to live a certain way, talk a certain way, have pronouns in their profile, whatever, which I think just makes people resent them. Agreed. And I'm like, that's not helping them. It's like Agreed. that sort of idea of forcing it yes. goes to the vaccine. Like you said, I saw this brilliant um, piece actually uh, in USA Today. I, I believe it was by a man who was a, um, I don't know if he was a police officer. And he said, what is this coercing people and forcing them and threatening their livelihoods, their school, their jobs going to do? Oh, I have an idea. How about we have them talk with their doctors, talk with people who had COVID, who lost loved ones to COVID. Is this again, it's like, what don't pe- I don't get what isn't getting through people's thick skulls, <laughs> Fauci, but I'm saying like, <laughs> who came out today, by the way, did you see on the newest thing about him? That he, that we already knew he was a liar, but now he's a really big liar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the biggest, I have an episode about how he's like literally the biggest media whore since Kim Kardashian, like do oh, yeah. one more morning show interview Fauci do one. If I had yep. a nickel for every time, literally. Oh yeah. I, it's he, Cause insane. he's just trying to like, at this point, like save his ass, obviously, which I still believe he's going to be in massive shit because he's just been lying to the people for so long. And I mean, it's not even just COVID. If you go back to like his story of like even AIDS, like his, like just the way he's done thing over the years of pandemics, like he hasn't helped 
shit. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny, Allie is I get, cause I still get a ton of press releases and things like that. And it cracks me up how much Hollywood is like stroking his little baby dick. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I will get, you know, they they'll have like Elton John's foundation, which of course is, you know, for AIDS and your, to your point right. about him being an epidemiologist, but you know, they'll have award shows and honor him and he'll do speeches. And it's like, bro, are you getting us out of this mess? Or are you too busy shining Cuomo's hand-me-down Emmy? Like get your priorities. <laughs> you know, it's insane. Yeah. Only in our culture would the guy getting us out of pandemic is like trying to be a reality star. I mean, it's insanity. It is insanity. And then it's like, and then meanwhile, everyone like made Cuomo like the golden child. Meanwhile, now he is no longer governor. And by the way, he'll probably go to jail because he killed thousands of people pretending that he was helping people during the pandemic. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about, I actually was going to bring this up before, but can we talk about really quickly? So, you know, they gave him an Emmy, which like, by the way, for what? what? Okay, gave him I an Emmy. Thank you. But this is what's funny to you're gonna find shit on people eventually like I think Andrew Cuomo what he did was unexcusable whether it be the nursing home thing the whole me too fallout is really fascinating to me because I was this is a sidebar I was at the Golden Globes when me too with the black dresses like I was there Mm -hmm. and I was so stoked it was like such a moment and so now if you guys don't know basically they found out that all the leaders of Time's Up pretty much were helping Andrew Cuomo so all their genders have been (laughs) they've all stepped down Eva Longoria you know you name it but what I will say is that it's what's interesting Allie is in light of all this they took his Emmy away which again it's like I'm not excusing anything he did by any means but it's like, do you got you guys are fools. You literally were jerking off to this man for a year, gave him an Emmy for God knows what, and now are taking it away. It's like, could you imagine if they went in Hollywood and took away awards in Hollywood, if they took away awards on dirt they found on anyone? Oh, uh, they'd, all be, be, they'd all be gone. <laughs> they would literally dissipate into thin air. They would literally implode. So that's where it's, again, it's all, you know, it's all just silly. It's all just silly. This is a great way to segue into Hollywood though. So, okay. So like you were doing red carpets, obviously everyone wanted to do status quo. They wanted to, what, what are you, what are you wearing? What, what color is that? What designer talk about this? Tell them what your, what your favorite recipe is in the moment right now. Like all the things you did not want to talk about. You're like, no, let's get to the dirty, dirty shit. Like, give me the tea, please. So when you like, you know, would try to do that. And obviously I know how it goes. All the public media are looking at you like, no, stick to the script again, stick to the status quo, do what we need you to do to make them look mm-hmm. good, keep it shiny and keep moving. So how would you kind of break through that when you try to have these interviews? And then what made you like, even before the pandemic, cause I know we both kind of had a very similar feeling of like ready to leave the industry. What made you really feel like, you know what? Hollywood's just not, it's just not what I thought it was going to be. A hundred, you nailed it. You know, I went into the business to be a journalist, to tell stories, to really dig deeper and get something interesting. And the moment I knew it was trash is when I realized that we as quote unquote journalists in Hollywood were glorified publicists. The publicists wanted us to stroke their, the celebrities' egos, talk about their movies, talk about their fitness routine. And I said, I did not get a Penn State journalism degree, sweetheart. 
to be your publicist. <laughs> and I, sorry, I didn't. And that's when it became, it, I would say it was the last, you know, one to two years of being out there because you wouldn't believe the difference. When I first went out, it was like, I don't know, 2014 when I first went out there. Oh my God, I have videos with Michael Douglas grabbing my nose, Cuba Gooding Jr. with his arm around me, like Brooklyn Decker were grabbing each other's boobs and talking about like the things I would talk about with celebrities and then cut to three, four years later, how, how, you know, tight lipped and on edge and, you know, they wouldn't talk about anything. It was like night and day. And I, I, you know, it's just, and even, you know, speaking about me too, I'll never forget. I was at a uh, premiere for Lena Dunham show camping on HBO. And again, all these actresses, right? Wear the black dresses, do the hashtag. I'll never forget. I asked Jennifer Garner, I was there for Vulture and they were having me ask if me too at that point had really helped sets and things behind the scenes and dynamics. And I asked Jennifer Garner that question. And she looked at me as if she'd seen a ghost. Her publicist intervenes and is like, no, 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 we can't be having, having her answer that. And Jennifer Garner, you know, I don't mean to disrespect her, but like a toddler listens to the publicist. And that's the kind of shit that would drive me wild because it's like, number one, are you a grown adult who can think for yourself or not? And number two, I thought this cause was important to you five seconds ago. You can't speak to it. So that would drive me nuts. Cause they had ever like the publicist works for you, not the other way around. So they had every power to go, no, no, no. You know what? I'm going to take this question. And that's the kind of shit that I just was like, yeah, this is, this is my cue. Yeah. And I I appreciate you saying that because, you know, same, you know, I went out to, uh, you know, Hollywood and moved to Los Angeles over a decade ago, um, you know, with my, you know, who's now my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. And, you know, I moved from New York, I was working, you know, most people know I was working in the industry and movies and doing shopping and was doing some fun set, you know, worked in Atlanta and then was asked to go to LA. And that was, you know, same for me, my first experience in Los Angeles for the first few years in, you know, 2000. 10, uh, you know, was like really like what you said, like really just able to get to know the clients more, really get in there, understand things, be more open. And then in the last couple of years, that was when really I felt the same thing. It was like styling. I was being told what to put them in. I was being told what everything was going to look like. I no longer was like the designer, quote unquote. I was no longer the person who was creating, even though I was still being hired top dollar to create. And I was being told, you know, what I had to do. It was like, I felt like I literally had eight bosses when really the talent was supposed to be the one who was telling me what they wanted to look like and what they wanted to be. And somehow the manager, the publicist, you know, their agent and their friend would tell me, you know, what was happening and, and, you know, what they need to, you know, look like and this, that, and the other thing. And I used to really butt heads and I'd be like, no, that's not what we talked about. That's not the brand, or this is not going to do well for them because I know like what they're going for. I mean, the list just goes on. And I really felt like I went from a place of creativity and constantly being excited to dress them Mm -hmm. to like, I'm literally just being handed a check to say, shut up and just get me what I need. And just, and it went from a place of creativity and enjoyment to like, oh, I literally feel like I'm just a slave. I'm pretty much here at all hours. Like you asked me to be, I gave up my personal life pretty much. And I am not even getting the credit I deserve or being treated nicely for that matter. And, oh, okay. And I want to be doing this. Why, you know? And so 
Mm -hmm. same, you know, it was like, I had such a shift and I would be, you know, on the red carpet. And then even, you know, fast forward to then me, of course, I'm being, you know, on a Bravo show and then, you know, being, you know, talent myself and being on the carpet and interviewed, you know, I just would try to speak even myself more openly when they would ask me questions. And I was always like, mom, okay, that's good. You know, that's a good answer. Like, oh, you know, and I'd be like, okay, well, I wanted to speak to more of the, you know, like this cause is important to me. So let me, you know, and it was like, no, that's good. You know, and it was like, and it was the other side of like, you know, the media, like wanting to cut it off because same thing. They all have the same idea of that cookie cutter picture and narrative of like, just do this, just stay in this box. Don't leave the box. That's why I believe when you see all these celebrities who do leave the box, like someone like Kanye or, you know, Chappelle, or there's so many of them where you see them just be canceled because like they went quote unquote crazy. It's like, did they really go crazy or are they speaking out of term and you don't want them to speak out on things because you don't want them talking about God knows what, instead of staying on, you know, what the handler says of, you know, this quote, do this, you know, look this way. Like you said, like when you're interviewing them and they're like, "Mm -mm, just stick to this. And they look at them and they're like, oh, okay, master, I'll do that. That's literally what it's come down to. That's so interesting to hear your side of it. And again, it's like, uh, (laughs) do they work for you or the other way around? Like the fact that they would kind of try to shush you and you're like, no, I'm good to talk about this. I mean, again, it's like, for what? It's so fascinating. And that's what would get under my skin with these celebrities. It's like, well, they're okay with it. So what's your issue? I mean, I would have circumstances where I would have a celebrity weigh in on something um, provocative and totally be present and okay with it. And then later their publicist would come up to me and be like, yeah, you, you, you can't run that. And again, it's like, well, they're good with it. They're grown adults. They're okay with it. And it's, it's really crazy. And your point about Kanye and Dave Chappelle, I mean, I just tip my hats to them because in the end, it's like, who's going to be remembered for shaping our culture, the sheep who, you know, have a written out statement by their publicist and say what everyone says about equality, this, that, or the other thing, or the Kanye's. You know, who's really going to be the ones to, to push the envelope. And that's, I talk about on my show a lot is, you know, obviously I give people, cause I'm up close and personal with them as you have been. And I give people that really fun experience in a way others don't, but I really try to shed light on the fact that what's sad to me is that's what drew me to Hollywood. I'm sure same with you, the creativity and the fun yep. and the, and the play And it's sad because it's supposed to be the epicenter of all of that when really it's all so in the end, it's all so um, curated. And like I said, plastic, and And that's like you said, plastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it really is like, it's almost like they just answer to whoever they have to answer to. Right. It's the same as like what you posted. I appreciated so much that you posted last week about, you know, when we lost our soldiers, you know, may they rest in peace. And you were like, where, where are the celebrities? Where are the people? Because they're not being paid. They're not being told by their scripts. Hey, post about this. Hey, post about this. No, it's only when it's their agendas that work for them. And it's becoming very, very obvious now when you start to see like what you just said last week, when it doesn't matter what side of anything you're on, we lost our people in a very tragic thing, whether you agree with it or not you honor that, you know, and the fact that they're so loud about, you know, BLM and trans and cancel culture and just the list goes on. But then this happens and it's silent. I mean, there was not one person. It was silent. I couldn't agree more, Allie. And here, I'll put it in context as well. I'm also pro-choice. So you see all these celebrities, you know, rightfully so, hooting and hollering about what's going on in Texas and pro-choice. But here's what gets under my skin about them being completely silent about the 13 uh, soldiers who, by the way, were babies, 20, 22, 23, okay? You realize 
those are the people who literally risk their lives for you to have freedoms like pro-choice. So where are you guys to have freedoms for free expression? Like you do in your movies for free speech, like you do on Twitter, where, where is your empathy for the people who dedicate their lives for you to have that freedom? And that's it. The, everything that's happened with Afghanistan and, and the, the soldiers who passed has really opened my eyes uh, to, uh, really to, to all of that. And, you know, I think about as well, you know, even the athletes who kneel during the national anthem. Now I am all for free expression. And if that's you expressing yourself, that's you expressing yourself. I'm never going to say you shouldn't be able to do that. But now after everything that's happened, I just feel like it's just so disrespectful to, to the veterans who allow you the freedom to play a sport, make millions, live in a mansion and live the life of your dreams. It's like, I don't know, to me, it's just, it's so disrespectful. It really, it really has shed light on a lot of that, especially when it comes to the elite in media and sports, all of it. I completely agree with you. And, you know, I commend you for, you know, saying that, you know, being who you are as well and how you are pro-choice and everything, because again, these kinds of conversations is what sheds light on people waking up and seeing, you know what, maybe there are more agendas at play. Maybe this isn't about what I think it's about because you're right, freedom of choice, freedom of expression. But I agree with you, like when that happens and then you see this person kneeling, it's like, oh, wait, are we disrespecting what's actually, what they actually do for us and the sacrifice they make and what's actually happening? And same with the the celebrities and the elites, right? It's like, again, so they're so loud about pro-choice what's happening in Texas, but uh, you're the same person who's saying, I need to take a vaccine because I need to keep your ass healthy. But like, really, I should be in charge of my health and you should be in charge of your health. And that's where I have an issue because it's like, why are you telling, you know, you want to shout and shout and shout pro-choice. You're not cool with what's happening in Texas, but you're the same person who's posting on your Instagram saying, get the vaccine, just get the damn vaccine. I couldn't agree more. I actually posted about this on my Instagram over the weekend. And to me, this is where both sides, I called it clown town. Like this is to me where both (laughs) sides are missing. It's almost like madness. It's silly to me that they don't see the other because to your point, exactly. These celebrities like Jennifer Aniston literally said, I'm cutting you off if you don't get the vaccine. They'll literally say, go get it, go get it. As if you don't have a choice, right? But then they say pro-choice in terms of abortion, which again, I, I don't think you should, again, be consistent, right? But this is where the right misses the mark because I, I follow a lot of conservatives and they'll say, you know, I don't want to get back. So it's my choice. I want to be able to send my kids to school without a mask and all of that. But then it's, you don't have the right to an abortion. And again, it's to both sides. It's like, be consistent. Like me, I don't think you should force people to get a vaccine. And I don't think you should force people to have a pregnancy they don't want. It's like, stay off my body, period. Be consistent. Body autonomy. Yeah. Yes, be consistent. And this is where I think both sides, it's like, I don't understand how they don't realize like the hypocrisies in both in the, in the, in that argument. It's like either stay off my body or don't. It's, 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 it's very complicated, but it's also not, you know, it's also very simple. Well, and the thing is too, right. Again, it's just about 
freedom, you know, period. Like, yes. but it, you know, it's just, it's just, let me live my life. You live your life and yeah. we'll go along our merry ways. I don't, like what, why are yeah. we again in a place in society where it's like, you must do what I do and you must do this. And you, and if you don't, then I should shame you. And like, that's the thing when I saw Jennifer Aniston post that I told my husband, I'm like, I'm not watching friends anymore. Friends are one of my favorite shows. Him and I wow. used to watch together all the freaking time, but I can't, I can't like, obviously it's like reruns, whatever, but I, I can't support anymore. Like that's shit no matter what side it is of the the just the, the constant agenda it's like I said to my friend the other day I'm like if people need to start opening their eyes how you were saying like you're starting to kind of see even more now with what happened with sadly with our soldiers it's like we need to start opening our eyes and seeing like where does the agenda lie here is it is it you know everyone's on the same page or is it really a small group of people these elites these celebrities these different groups who have their own agendas for whatever reason and they're pushing us to have a divide between each other and instead of us being able to unite and prosper together we're literally being divided and conquered because we can't mm-hmm. have these kinds of conversations because I'll cancel you and you know you're an asshole and why would you say that and just do this and do put it in your body and stop talking about it and we'll get back to normal mm-hmm. it's like people wake up we're not getting back to quote unquote normal, like ever again, that the normal's gone. Like we've shattered that we're moving on. We're going into a whole new reality. Are you going to change that reality to be about freedom? Or are you going to make it about compliance and just doing what people tell mm-hmm. you to do? And Allie, you know, what's sad, but also not surprising. I read the other day. So, you know, this year's Oscars, if you guys watched, they were the ones who were, they were the Oscars that were literally out of a train station in LA. Yep. Like, if this is your guys' attempt of being relatable, it's not just go back to the Dolby Theater and joke. call it a day. It a we already know you're out of touch. Like, just own it, right? But the Oscars were so incredibly depressing, preachy. Every single thing had a social I didn't even message. Watch. I turned on for five minutes. Oh, I turned it off. Absolutely. I do it. Absolutely brutal. But do you know what? I read the other day, they were down ha- more than half of viewers than the year before. The year before, I, I want to. Oh my God. The year before it was about 23 million. And this year it was only 10 million. How depressing. And it's like, what does that tell you? People don't want to be depressed by the sleepy shit. So or entertain preach or preach. Yes. So entertain. And that's what scares me about what's happening is that people in Hollywood, as you know, all have to fit an agenda. all have to do the quote unquote cool thing, which is hor- horrifyingly and sadly why no one talked about Afghanistan and the soldiers. Yes, 100%. Um, but again, it scares me because isn't it Hollywood a place that's supposed to creatively thrive and show all different people from all different walks of life? Like, right. It's supposed hello? to, right? it was what it was, what was originally when it first formed. And I feel like now that again has been hijacked and it's become a whole different agenda of like, let's tell people how we're going to do things. Like let's convince the masses. Let's, you know, essentially be a control system because people look up to us and look at us as quote unquote idols. But Ali, it's like their agendas that you're talking about, they don't add up. For example, again, rightfully so. Hollywood has their panties in a bunch about women's salaries being equal and me too and all this. Okay, so where are all of you guys about the women being literally slaughtered in the streets yep. in Afghanistan? What about women's rights? I'm sorry. It's like, they. It, same thing to your point. It's like pro-choice, yet you have to get this, this new vaccine. It's just so inconsistent. And it's completely inconsistent. I agree with you. And and I do believe the more as insane as it is, the more inconsistent things get, the more truth really comes out, the more people are going to be forced to see the truth and the light and, and have a light shed on them. And I, I said to my friend the other day, I'm like, it's almost like a flashlight in my opinion is being like pushed on every single thing being like, look at this. Now look at this. Now do you see this? Now do you see this? Yeah. And it's like, 
people are going to be forced to see it in order to, you know, make change. But I feel like as much as it sucks, I feel like it's necessary because we have put these people in Hollywood on pedestals for so long. And we have, you know, allowed these different people to tell us what to think and how to be. And it's like, I'm going back to your freaking tattoo, live free. Yeah. Let's just live free. I mean, there's a reason again, and this is what I mean about Hollywood being so small-minded. There's a reason you have the Colbert's, the Trevor Noah's, I could go on and on. Who's the other oh, yeah. guy? Seth Meyer, right? Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, any Jimmy. Any, you have, Jimmy. any Jimmy, I don't care. Your local cul-de-sac Jimmy. And then you have Joe Rogan, whose audience blows theirs to smithereens. Gee, I wonder why. And you That's would right. think you would think that NBC, any of these networks would take a chance. I'm not saying get rid of those people, but take a chance on someone like a Joe Rogan, but no, God forbid. And it's like, okay, but what are the, what are the numbers telling you? Like, it's almost like they don't care about the numbers anymore. Like CNN's like like what down like 80% like viewers. And it's like, but it's almost like they just don't care. It's like, they just, they'll just keep going on their agenda until literally like their plane crashes is how it almost feels. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's CNN's a joke. Yeah, literally, total joke. <laughs> I mean, a joke. When people send me stuff from that, I'm like, oh, you still you still watch that? I feel I, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> it's such a joke, and how these people and 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 here's the thing too. Like, Fox News has their agenda too. Right? Oh, for sure. But the, oh, for sure. But the we all know this. But the thing I have to say is. Tucker Carlson, uh, what is it, Sean Hannity? They're not pretending to be journalists. They're not pretending to be something they're not. Chris Cuomo is pretending to be a journalist to the point where you guys have to see this. My friend sent it to me and it's hysterical. Even The Daily Show with Trevor Noah did a whole piece, like totally annihilating Chris Cuomo and his quote unquote journalism, how much of a joke he is. Like that's (laughs) how, like he's (laughs) pretending to still be a journalist. And that's where it's like, okay. Right. It's like, okay, so something's off. We, we catching on to this yet? You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's, it, it's crazy, you know? And so, I mean, fast forward to obviously us both kind of like leaving the Hollywood scene. I mean, obviously you have done exactly what your tattoo has said. You live free. You've created your amazing show, continue to push, you know, through every single boundary and, you know, like, you know, limit of like, don't do this. You just keep going and having people on and speaking about it. I mean, What's it been like for you to be able to now take that experience you had in Hollywood and now bring it to Cancel Me Baby and really show up completely authentically as you, which is why I wanted to have you on my show, because this show is all about, you know, being your real and raw self. And, you know, I've had so many conversations, even celebrities that I brought on where I'm like, I love you, but if you're going to fluff it, don't come on. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I need your real raw self, which is exactly who you are. So what has it been like for you as we wrap things up? What has it been like for you to kind of come from that red carpet world up to where you really wanted to go into obviously that creative space. It obviously wasn't what you thought it was. Same here, unfortunately for many, I think. And now you get to really be where you want to be and create it in your own reality. What's that like? It's okay. I'm not going to sugarcoat it as I, I never do, but it's completely rewarding. I was always, like I said, put in a box, ask this, ask that, don't ask this. And now it's like balls to the wall. But at the same time, you know, it's still a huge risk. I get a ton of rejections. I don't even make money. I don't even make money off the show. I'm not going to lie to you. And it's even you know, more it's, reason to love you. <laughs> it's fr- Yes. It, thank you. It's, it's very, um, you know, it's frustrating, but I just hold on to it because the feedback I do get of people saying, you know, thank you. I feel this exact same way. I'm finally hearing it from someone and just, it's so worth it. The DMS I get from people coming out of the woodwork. It's just, I know that 
I just have faith, you know, about what it'll uh, pan out to be that it's oh, yeah, the right path. And the world and it, is shifting that way. You know, I really do yeah. believe that. I do believe as these systems unravel, as things change, as we create our own realities, like people like you, you know, are going to stand out and are going to be know. in those spaces because you were at the forefront of it. You know, you were ready to talk truth. You were ready to question the narrative. You were ready to just push things on either side, you know, both completely push the envelope and just say, Hey, you know what? Let's just talk about the truth of things. Let's just look at the actual picture instead of like this skewed perspective of this or a skewed perspective of that. Like, let's just actually talk about the real shit. You know, I think that's honestly is going to make you stand out as things shift and things change further. And people do start to really, as I say, wake up and question the narrative more and more and start to want truth. You know, people more and more want truth. You know, I had COVID back in May and I was sharing with people my experience. Does that mean it's everyone's experience? No. Do I understand that for some people it's been tragic? Absolutely. And I honor that. However, I don't agree with, again, the pushing of the vaccine and you must get it and the constant fear and the, you know, you're going to die if you get it and all this shit, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. I speak truth about what my experience was. And I've had thousands reach out to me and be like, thank you so much for just telling the truth about what happened. It's like, yeah, this is what people want in every single freaking thing now they just want the truth it's like I feel like we've left this place of what you were saying with Hollywood being fake and plastic and I you know look myself too like not pretending like I wasn't there years ago doing Botox and fillers and everything else we went from a place of I think really really fake in everything we did and our realities and everything being pushed on us but now we're in a place of where people are like just freaking be authentically you please just show up and be yourself and bring it and show up exactly and I think you know when you ask about what it's like taking all of that experience being in Hollywood and now bringing it to the show. I almost feel like I was ahead. I was ahead of my time, meaning not to toot my own horn, but it's like, I always wanted to talk about these issues and I kind of use celebrities as my mouthpiece. It's like I use them I as the, li- the liaison, you know, I would be like, let's talk about, you know, gender and society. Let's talk about monogamy. Let's talk about whatever it may be. And I had a friend say to me recently, they said, you know, you don't need them anymore. I started, you know, I used them to get out my, yeah, to get my message out. So now it's really fun to be able to use all my experiences um, with them. Like I'll always, if I'm talking about an issue on my show, I'll bring in celebrity clips of me with them on the carpet and be like, see, so-and-so said this, you know, whatever. There it is. Yeah. So you were saying like, you'll grab clips, you know, from like celebrities like you've worked with and it's like, Hey, this is what they said. Cause it backs up what you're speaking to, which I love. And I agree with you. Like, you know, you don't need the celebrities anymore. Honestly, I believe that the celebrity world is going to change a lot in the coming years. I mean, I think we already started to see that the pandemic when we saw the, who the real heroes were, who were, you know, in the world, like our nurses and our doctors and things like that. Um, so, you know, Hey, more power to you, like, you know, standing in your truth, keep shining and being you, you know, girl, like, I think, I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you, Allie. You know, sometimes I know when I say sometimes I mean daily, I'll literally, you know, that moment in the movies where it's like, why, why God, that'll literally (laughs) be me because I'm like, why do I, you know, like I said, it's an uphill battle and it's really hard, but at the same time, I also feel like it was a perfect storm because like you're saying, people's the curtain has been peeled back yeah people who used the to adore been lifted. oh yeah exactly people who used to adore and worship Hollywood are starting to be like hold on what especially because of the pandemic so I think of it as like what a perfect storm that I had all this experience I launched my show really peeling back the curtain even more for people to be like right yes yes thank you for saying this so That's right 
Yeah. Timing, exactly. timing is everything. Yeah. That's right. It is. And I really do believe there's a reason, you know, you had that put on your heart for a reason. You got to keep following it. So good for you. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to have to have you back because this was like too short. We have so much we can talk about, but tell us where we can find you, follow you. Obviously everywhere you guys listen to this podcast, you can find her amazing podcast, Cancel Me Baby, but Taylor, the floor is yours. Pimp yourself out doll. Oh, we love a pimping moment. Well, Ali, thank you for having me. Um, So yeah, find me guys at Talk to me, Taylor, across the board on IG, on YouTube. And my show is Cancel Me Baby. You can find it anywhere. iHeart, Spotify, YouTube. It's a video as well. So it's on IGTV and get in on the action. I promise you will not be bored. No, you will. You will not want to miss this because I'm now like hooked. So Taylor, thank you so much for being here, girl, guys keep showing up as you authentically as taylor said go ahead and get canceled (laughs) i'll have to send you a shirt oh my god yes are you kidding i'll rock it i love it all right guys stay tuned till next time cheers bye thanks for listening to everything with ali levine if you loved this episode please leave a review screenshot this episode tell a friend tag us on social media subscribe Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired. 